Good evening and welcome to the Hourglass with Isabella. I'm here with Daniel. Hello. And today we're going to be discussing the Ren Fair, the Renaissance Fair. Which has this year uh, not yet happened. So by now we should have already gone to the Renaissance Fair at least two times and, and it, we've gone none. Right, we love, we absolutely adore the Ren Fair and as you know we're based in Colorado and we go as often as we can. And we're the sort of people that actually dress up we don't we don't ever just tourist it we we always go you know feeling like you know we it, full it is garb. It, full garb it's an immersive uh, almost role-playing experience for us yeah it's great fun and we have so many friends that work at the ren fair and i love the environment it's creative because of all the shop owners if you're a foodie and you love well, so, food so we should describe the the colorado renaissance fair for people who who don't know because uh i think a lot of people don't really understand how how intricate the, uh, the the whole setup is. I mean, basically, what this is is it is it is dedicated land that's that's there year round, even though the the festival is only uh, eight weekends in the summer. And there are permanent structures that are built, and they and they look like you know medieval structures. Well, very very Elizabethan is yes. the time period. So it, it, it theoretically. Well, theoretically, it's actually kind of meant to be 1500s, but a lot of the costume you'll see is very 1600s, and it's a lot of Elizabethan. But it varies from Renfair to Renfair across the country. There are a lot of people, and they're called Rennies, and they do a tour, kind of like they're traveling folks, and they'll move around to the different fairs and actually work them. So it's a whole livelihood for them. So it's such a shame with the pandemic that our Ren Faire had to be cancelled was actually postponed. We're hoping maybe, maybe it will come. They're saying, what, August for it? They say that it's going to start the first weekend in August, which is which is exciting, I think, because it potentially goes into September and we could do some Oktoberfest at Ren Faire. Do you think it will actually happen? No. <laughs> That's what I'm worried about, too. I really am. But unfortunately, I, I think it's going to be very challenging for, for them to, to go ahead and do this. Um, I mean, uh, on the plus side, it's an outdoor environment. So, you know, that, that has it going for it. Uh, but at the same time, I, I think that, you know, the way that this pandemic is playing out, I, I expect case numbers to rise. And, and right around that time is when it's, it's going to be very clear that, you know, if you were going to cancel it in June, you really should cancel it in August. It's hard because I think the thing is we don't really know and everyone, you know so many of our friends, in fact, some of our friends, including Angela, who we're going to have as a guest on a future podcast, you know, she actually works at Renfair, so for them it is very much a livelihood question. But let's go away from a depressing topic and let's talk about the exciting parts of a Renfair and why why we truly love it. Uh, so I think I think what it is that 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 I like about it anyway uh, is, is, is sort of the ambiance and the, and the camaraderie and the fact that we do have a lot of friends there. But in fairness, we went before we had friends there, so clearly we found something attractive about it. Um, I, think, I think the fact that it's outdoors, that you can, you can drink your mead, uh, they, have, they have some fine food, very curious food that you can't really get anywhere else. There's very few places in the world, I think, that you can go and, and get uh, uh, roasted artichokes. <laughs> I love those artichokes. artichokes They're so good. God, it's making my mouth drool. And of course, turkey legs. Turkey legs, a staple. Corner macabre. There's the triangular mac and cheese on a stick. <laughs> There's just so many. There's 
steak on a steak. Steak on a steak is, of course, the correct food for the Renaissance. The chocolate death. There are so many. There's the chocolate mousse in a cup, which is no longer in a waffle cup. It's actually in a little polystyrene cup. Yeah. But for years before it ran for it, it came in a real cone waffle cup, which was delightful. The point is we love it. And, and I think the important part of this conversation is that, you know, coming from England, just so you guys know, we had no idea what the hell that was, okay? We do not really have... Ren fairs in England. Right. It's not a thing. So that so. said, to give you a, 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 a secret background of the Isabella and Daniel romance, one of the very first <laughs> things that we did uh, as, a, as a couple uh, actually uh, was, in, this would have been in, in 2008 maybe? Yeah, maybe 2008, 2007, something like that. We went on a little road trip over to uh, to Amsterdam, actually. But we actually went to go to this thing called Elf Fantasy Fair. Which is not a Ren Fair. It's which more is like LOJ, okay? It's not, not exactly a Ren Fair. It's more fair, like Labyrinth Fair. It is more like a Ren Fair than anything else in that vicinity. Well, so we do, there is one thing, to be fair in England, called Scarborough Fair. Are you going? Are you going to Scarborough Fair? Parsley say rosemary, rosemary and thyme. So I didn't. I didn't actually know that Scarborough Fair is a real thing. Yes. So, so but, well, okay. So <laughs> the song is a real thing, and they actually have made a real Scarborough Fair that exists in England. Where is Scarborough? Say, you know, up, 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 up in the top, up. top of the England. The Northland. But you can you can actually go to it. It's a real thing. Is it it's North the closest Robin thing. Hood? No, that's just, so that's Notting which. Down, so different, different area. There's more up than that. You could pull it up on your phone if you want to pull up a map. But to go back to Renfingers, we don't really have it. And I saw it online. I was on a site called Deviant Art at the time as an artist, and there was this girl, and she kept posting these pictures in gorgeous Tudor gowns. And honestly, I want to do a whole episode dedicated just to the Tudors and Anne Boleyn and her relationship with Henry VIII because it's a fascinating, twisted romance, a podcast unto itself. But that aside, I saw this girl and she had this beautiful Tudor gown and she kept saying she was part of a Mitch Renfair. And I befriended her. I even drew a picture. In fact, as of today, I got a gorgeous Tudor gown, Mitch? posted it. Yeah, Michigan? Mitch. Yes, so that's oh, why I didn't did. know. Do you see? Because I was English. It's Mitch Renfair. And so I actually drew a picture of she and I in my imagined gown, which would be a Tudor gown. She was in her Elizabethan garb. And I finally today got the very dress that's in the picture, which is ironic. But... I was like, what's Mitch Renfair? She was like, it's the Michigan Renfair. And so to Daniel, I was like, I must go to this one specific Renfair, Mitch Renfair, it's the best Renfair in all the land. But I didn't realize that basically every American state has its own Renfair, depending on the season. Not everyone, but there is a good circuit. Like they have a great one in Austin, and here's the difference. In the Austin one, you can actually camp out. Isn't that amazing? You can't, unless you're working the fair. And I'll, we'll talk about some insider stuff because for a long time I loved it so much. I was like, you know what? I think I should work the Ren Fair because here's the deal. Already got the British accent, right? Already got the wardrobe, so everything. The funny story about this, this accent question. So one of it's the hilarious. Very, one, one, of the, one of the very first times that we go to the Renaissance Fair, we, we meet the, the king and, and the queen. And on this, on this first encounter, um, 
she she's talking to them and she's obviously British. Well, they're actually British too. They're, they're, yeah. Briti- they're British as We're well. We're from Manchester. And so and so Isabella asks the Queen if if she can if she Do can you have if a she Manchester has a accent? Manchester accent. And she's and she's She's very said, No, I will not <laughs> I will not do it, do it. And I said, Okay, fair. And the king wanted to know if the Wimpy Burger was still So a he asked me, he said, How's it going? He said, I see I'm from London. He said, Is the Wimpy Burger still a So those of you who don't know, Wimpy so, Burger is so. like the Wendy's of England. It used to be on the motorways on the high you'd call it highway, highway and you'd yeah. stop for the Wimpy Burger. He's is the Wimpy Burger still there? But it turned out the king was this fascinating character. Yeah, so then the next year we meet the king without the queen. About the and, queen, yeah, and and we're talking to him about. So, she's you now know, the queen mother. And, She'll probably oh, listen okay. to us. She's now Hello. the queen mother. Uh, and we ask him, you know, we're, we're sure talking to him, and and at some point he, he you know, we're, we're kind of asking what he what he does the rest of the year, and, and I think at the time we were actually thinking about inviting him to come to some parties or something. Yeah, he's a cool guy. He's he cool then guy. he then he then immediately. Uh, you know, tells us that, that he actually is a Rodney Dangerfield impersonator and drops <laughs> into this strange Renaissance Rodney Dangerfield impersonation about how the Queen gives him no respect. The Queen gives him no respect, <laughs> he says. But he also, here's the other crazy part, such an interesting chap. He also used to work on um, ships in England. Right. So it's kind of more like a cruise ship. I feel like he also does like a Sinatra thing too. I don't know if that's right. Didn't he work in Lapland? Uh, the, maybe, the, maybe. the Colorado... He played Santa Claus, right? Ah, right. So he did Could all be. these so interesting anyway, things. Interesting, interesting, interesting guy. And the whole point is the cast, they're, they're, they're made up of eclectic, eclectic, eclectic and interesting folk. So I kind of grew to know some of these people. In fact, the first couple of years I went, I was madly in love with this chap. And he was so handsome. He looked, looked a lot like Daniel, actually. But long, wavy, dark hair. And he would dress as a pirate. And uh, he was, he, you know, his name was Jean-Jacques Laroque, and he was a professional romancier. He would walk you around the Ren Faire very romantically. It was all like the classic courtship that so many so of us were in years you would go and from. always Look hope for, for that encounter. And I would wait, I would wait, you know, because the court parade would come by, and I would wait for him, you know. I actually did get to know him beyond the persona, and he was actually very well loved in the Renfair community. And it was actually a very sad story because one year I went and I couldn't find him. And I'd looked for him like every year and I knew the, the garb store he worked at and when he was doing the court, the, the procession line they would take. So I'd go around and I just couldn't find him. And so then later that same year, I'd asked a friend, because we have two of friends, Brittany and her partner, they actually had worked as court as well. And they said that unfortunately he had had cancer and he passed away. It was such a sad thing, but it was interesting because it was that separation of the fantasy and the reality. Right. Well, and it's also very strange because you only you see don't really this know him for you like know a, the few, character a few moments. Of a year, but it know. made such an impact to me, and I think how great is that? And that's the true magic of a Ren Faire, that these character and cast can present such magic, whether it's for jousting, and they're using real horses and stuff, and people saying, "I want the good guy to win," or a lot of people like, "I want the villain to win," which is more where I'm at. But it's great, right? And cheat it's so to win. Cheat to win. Cheat to win. <laughs> Love that. There's just little things that you can pick up. Like you're going to Renfair and you know, you're getting your corner of carbon. You're like giving the tip. And you're like, huzzah to the tipper. And it's just so unique and cool that you, you can't get that experience anywhere else. And so by missing out on it, see, I think this is why we're making this podcast. Because we miss it we were just, we were just deeply. Lamenting. And in fact, I'm actually, because so much of this is Colorado Ren Faire based, I'm going to share this on the Colorado Ren 
their page. We have so many good friends who are in there. So, so also to note is that uh, every year this weekend, the solstice weekend, we actually have a, a Renaissance fairy party in which uh, we have here at the chateau, here at the chateau and all and all it's the famous. girls come down and, and dress. Well, actually, a lot of the cast will come down. Yeah, 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 and, and dress as uh, as fairies. And then, and then, so it started out in the, the first couple of years, we would go to the rent fair first, but then everybody was too exhausted we're too to tired actually have a party. It's tired because <laughs> so, here's so a fact about Sunday. the Colorado rent fair it's actually uphill. So if you go, my advice to you if you're in Colorado, don't wear heels if you can avoid it. I always do it, it's a terrible mistake. But you're going uphill, 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 and so it's like a battle. And I can only imagine how hard it is for the cast every day. It's, it's a hike. It's, mean, a hu- it's, a, it's a real a hike. hike. Yeah. Whereas other Ren Fairs are kind of on flat grounds. So it's a whole different experience. I'd love to do the California Ren Fair. Yeah, I've heard good things is, about is that. There Cali- is there any Ren Fair you would like to go to? Uh, so I think, I think I'd like to go to the Michigan one. Yes, um, we should do that. And also, it would I think it would be fun. And it's not really Renaissance Fair, but it, it's it's similar. Uh, it would be to go to the, uh, what, is, what is the war that they have? Pensick. Pensick War. Pensick. So it's similar SCA, Society for Creative Anachronism. Yes. These are the people that take their dress up a little too seriously. Um, but, you know, they're just our people. So we, we never actually go to Pensick on account of the fact that we go to Burning Man. But So, yeah, we've tried. In fact, we had a friend who did all of it. He did Pensick and his swim was like he would come to Burning Man. It, he was so tired by the time he was done. A lot of a lot of work is going to go. And as, as some of you know, we run a camp on the front line of Burning Man. It is a lot of work and it takes up the majority of our year, except for this, except for this year, year. because the, So I think there are a lot of similarities in the people who go to Burning Man and the the kind of kindred spiritness of the Ren Faire, it shares a lot of things. And I love that there are like some secret hidden tips in the Ren Faire. Before I get into that, don't let me forget the secret hidden tips. Okay. Before I get into that, I feel like it's important because it occurred to me there may be some European listeners, there may be some friends from the UK who are listening to this, and maybe really like I was, be like, what is this? I don't understand. Is this cultural appropriation of our culture? What is this? But the reality is, just so you really know what it is, if you go to America and they have a Ren Faire, it is a celebration of traditional European culture from that Elizabethan golden age. And it enables you to dress up in costume if you want to. There's no forced participation. It's up to you if you want to get into that immersive environment. They have shows like they have a big cat show where they have actually you can see jaguars and leopards and tigers and stuff and you can donate money that actually go to help the animals and stuff which is really cool uh, but the people involved in those shows are just amazing there's like the washing wenches they have their own comedy type show I don't know if they, if they have a fund to help the, the poor people that get hypnotized yeah there's a hypnotizing show there's all sorts of different things there's a pirate show with an actual pirate ship one of my favorite features of Renfro is there's actually like so in, in England you can obviously go to the Tower of London and we actually have this torture exhibit where you can go through and see all the ways that people were tortured back in a day and, and it's like the Iron Maidens and, all this, and, and the rack and all these terrible things but they actually have one at the Colorado Renfro and it's actually like a walkthrough. So you go for it, and it's definitely, it's so 70s, it's gorgeous. It's like all the original stuff and it's super scary. It's like Black Bart's Cave. Okay, if you've been to Casa Bonita. <laughs> we but need a Casa Bonita episode. Yes, high five. Yeah, that's, that's coming life. Up, that's coming up, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> a vampire Casa Bonita, because they recently South Park did a vampire. Let's not spoil. I agree. So, you know, this this torture exhibit museum is fantastic. Like a very under 
underappreciated thing of a Ren Fair, in yeah. my humble opinion. But it's kind of up at the top, so it's out of the way. So, you're, so so many people get so tired, they can't even make it up there. I'll level with you. It's true. But like, to get to the jousting area is an exertion of, un, of, unto itself. It's actually downhill, but then coming back from the jousting area is where... where right, because then you've got yeah. to go back uphill. So it's also, so you know, something else that made me think about Renaissance Fair today is that inevitably there are like these afternoon thunderstorms that come through <laughs> and just dump a bunch of rain on, which is actually really, really uh, nice for temperature-wise. Because the Renaissance can get hide, very hot. Though. But then you have to hide, right? And nobody wants to carry an umbrella to the Renaissance. So, <laughs> But they do cleverly sell parasols at the Ren Fair. And it's good. Some stands like there's a pickle guy, and he's this great guy. Ah, I like the pickles. The pickle guy the pickles is amazing. Are great. And, and in fact, if you are one of the, one of those insider tips, is is that pickle juice is actually very refreshing. So so pickle juice is. Oh where yes, it's at. you reminded me of what I needed. The, the secret tips. What yeah. I needed to know and be reminded of. So here are my two secret tips for Renfe. One. And actually, I probably shouldn't be saying this, but it, 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 let me say, this only applies if you have worked for Ren Fair, if you are very good friends of the cast and understand the culture and the people there. That's the outline I'm going to give before you go and do this. If it happens to fall on your birthday at the Ren Fair and you're there and you know the people and love them, if you go in and you have a dollar bill usually pinned onto your garb and they know it's your birthday you go around they will actually tip you to make to ensure that you have an amazing birthday which is such a cool tradition to me and such a unique thing that i don't think i can think of anything similar to anywhere else in the world like it and the second cool one and this is not everyone even who works for Renfair will know about this one this is a BDSM one for the darker folks listening on the kinky <laughs> side uh, so they obviously you'll see a lot of people and they wear the foxtails at the Renfair right it's like you'll just go there and you'll see it like they have the pelt shops and stuff it's all very medieval but you'll see these girls and guys wearing them and then occasionally You'll see these girls and guys, and they're wearing like 20. Like, there's just all these tails, like, attached to every part of the skirt or tunic or whatnot on the back. And a friend of mine once told me that it was a secret tip for people who are polyamorous in the Renfair community, but often the amount of partners that they have equates, at least in Colorado, to the amount of tails that they have. So it's like this secret code that's even secret amongst the Renfair people of how many partners you have in terms of polyamory. I've never actually heard anybody tell me this is for yeah. real. I've heard it a couple of times from, well, to be fair, from kink people, including one that we're going to dinner with in a few days that I won't name. It's a signifier. Is the idea that the, that the tail color You're matches so, yes. the hair? Okay, okay. so that... that's how I know you've heard this because uh. I didn't tell you that. You said that of your own accord, but he did actually tell me that. He's like, if you have a blonde tail, you've got. You've the got blonde. a blonde. Yeah, if you've got the red tail, you've got it, and so forth. And I like. What, what to is it? What is it about Renaissance fair people that makes them kinky? Okay, so here's the thing: we are not one to talk about this because we're kinky, and we have a very famous Renaissance fair party of our own. It's not very few people get invited to it, but it's notorious amongst we have the people a who come to it. We have a trebuchet. Okay, but <laughs> don't give it away. But. But I have heard of my other friends, and we have a certain friend who owns a fantastic mask shop, a.k.a. Tiffany of Artsmiths. She's a fantastic, important part of a renter. But she once told me they have their own kind of secret 
kinky kind of midsummer night's dream party where they all run really? around and get up to naughty naughty things in the forest but i won't go too much into it obviously it's a public. family friendly place it's they're a family not into friendly that. place absolutely and the ren fair first and foremost is a beautiful family friendly oriented space which i love and adore about it but this is the people who are actually camping out behind and they're letting off steam and having their own parties in private separate from the families so that's the disclaimer there likewise likewise our party there's our parties likewise uh, you know outside of the ren fair at a beautiful victorian property of five acres of woods i'm not selling this what what is your what is your what is your favorite thing at the renaissance fair the food i mean isn't that so i do two things so i'm a big i will dress up in my costumes and there's nobly can i slaughter that word Objects. Noblesse. Noblesse. Noblesse oblige. Oblige. Thank you. We totally slaughtered no, that. Nobility obliges is the translation there. And British, I can slaughter it. Anytime British people say French words, they're allowed to be like, Comment tu t'appelles? Je m'appelle Isabella. Quel âge as-tu? Like, that's how we do it. We purposely <laughs> slaughter it. So, nobility obliges, which is this beautiful old concept, which I believe, much like chivalry, bring a dead art, we should bring back into the world is that kindness but yes you can be noble but you owe something to the people to help them and do the right thing which is cool within its own self i like it should we should we talk about darker things but oh so the point was they have that they have a costume shop right and they do these they do. gorgeous yeah. rent garbs and i love i love dressing up and every time i go i'm like okay today i'm gonna do the belly dancer look you know, and do that, and then the next day I'm going to do the court look and Elizabethan, and I'm going to do children. I kind of plan the whole thing out, and then there's definitely the wench day and the pirate day. Pirate day! Pirate day, and you can go to the pirate's yeah, pub. Yeah, so our favorite place is, the is best, pirate's pub. Best place. Yeah. But, to, you know, to finish up that story there is that, you know, I like dressing up, but I will always take one day where I go incognito so that no fans can accoust me or come up to me, and I will just dress in, like, normal clothes. I've never seen that. You've been with me on it. You've, you've been there. And I will dress up in normal clothes and I will go in incognito just to get the food. There's so no so other people purpose. people want to come up to you and ask you if you're a princess? Yeah, and I wait, but I will wait, like, until it's like 2 p.m. in the afternoon. So, so this, is a, this is a true story. There, there have been times where we have gone to the Renaissance Fair literally for lunch slash dinner. Like, we literally just show up and, and, you know, pull up, uh, you know, really close to the entrance because somebody people is leaving left, close and, to the entrance, yeah. And just sort of walk in and eat. That, that does happen. Everything. That, that, Everything. I'm like, I don't want anyone to notice me. I want no photographs. I want nothing. <laughs> Nobody shall know I was here at the Renaissance there. Uh, and it's fantastic. It really is. But I do think it's interesting as someone who's actually from the UK and actually British that I will go sometimes and I will talk to these people and their accents are sometimes so good. And this is a kudos to you guys because you do an amazing job. I will literally be like, what part of the UK are you from? And if it's a king uh, and queen and they were from true. Manchester, yeah. fine. But a lot of people be like, yeah, no, I'm from Lafayette, Colorado. Like, And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I, I am a fool and I'm going to leave now. With my it, 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 it always reminds me. There's a there's a great scene in ET where it is it is Halloween, and there there is a there is a kid that is dressed up as as Yoda, and and they're taking ET around trying to get him you know they're rescuing him or whatever they're doing, and ET sees the Yoda and is like home 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 and thinks that because you know, oh it's, it's one a, of it's his a, yes yeah, so adorable so, so that's always, always yeah. reminds me of that when you go like my people home home my people <laughs> my people 
<laughs> now, now, now we'll discuss some darker parts. I think these are things, because in our topics, we try to be fair and we discuss and weigh the good and the bad in the modern society we're in. So we're going to talk about whether or not steampunk is appropriate for Renaissance Fair? No, I see. A lot of people are against that because they have themed weekends. No, we're we're actually going to talk about the elephants. Mm. It's going to happen here. This is a good... I think this is a good topic to have with a broad mind. And I think, as as we can agree, as a whole ringly bro circus, that whole thing and the concept of raising elephants in America is, is... we kind of agree as a society it's wrong and so. we're, we're moving it out and, and there is one person that agrees at the Ren Faire uh, because she sits out there as you're going in with the sign does know, she? talking about how I, the you know to the elephants you know we should we should get rid of the elephants I didn't see I didn't know that I yeah. think it's really interesting I didn't I've never well mm. I must have seen it she's before. right by the guy that sells the honey as, as, okay, as, you, as you turn the corner that's there that's fair I think it's a good discussion because it's something that culturally has been around a long time at Renfair so for a lot of people they associate it with very positive memories and it's something that's kind of like this is part of our heritage you know this is part of the experience you've got the um, the llamas right? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah they're llamas not they're llamas alpacas. yeah there's not alpacas but llamas they've got little rides okay and you kind of have a petting zoo Again, the so petting zoo has, has some interesting things in it. Yeah, yeah but, I forgot about but that. But then we, you know, we get we get to the elephants, and it's like, okay, so we agree in 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 the circus that is something that is wrong now. But something I've seen frequently in defense of it is every time people talk about it, they'll even I I can't remember names. They'll even talk about the names of the elephant. They're like they are incredibly well taken care of. Like these are not abused animals. These are animals that they do love and care right. for as their own family. But the question they walk is, in a circle yes, with the heat all, with people on them all day, all day so. long. So the question there is, you know, at at what point is that an issue? And if it's something like a movie, like we had The Greatest Showman. And yes, they could have used real elephants, but instead they use CGI because for a film, that's yeah. easier to do. But if you have something like the Ren Faire, and you can't do that. But have I, you ever ridden on the elephant? I have. You and I have done that actually with your son. That's the truth. So we have done that. So it's important if you've done something and participated in it. It's important to acknowledge you've done it. We right. have done it. And the reality is, I mean, you have to ask yourself, what would you do with the elephant? You know. Right. That's the voice. Yeah, no, I agree. What would what you, becomes would the elephant? Would you rather have it kill the elephant? I mean, no, right. So the question is, I think it's more for future generations. I is it something right. we are encouraged? I think it's something we all agree that we're moving away from. And that doesn't mean that yeah. we I can't... Mean, elephants in general, really. I mean, they're endangered, so we're just moving away from elephants right. entirely. Well, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's one thing like to well, breed so, in captivity so wait, to okay, okay. So, preserve the so species. So I have, right? I, have, I have now the, okay. the great uh, punchline for this episode. Okay. Let's talk about the big cats. So they have a big cat show. Yeah, we just talked about it. At the Renaissance Fair. But wait. Yeah? In relationship to... Tiger King. No, it's not. You're wrong. I know what you want to say. I, I, want, no, I, know, no. I know, I know, I know. Go, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I thought this too. We're sitting there, and so we're, we're to wrap up on the elephant thing, I think it's what's what's important on it is that it's worth open discussion. I agree. With, and I think everyone at Ren Fair, to be fair, they're very fair people, and they understand, and they're open for discussion as well. Right? We can agree upon that. Agreed. Okay. 100%. Cool. It is a discussion that needs to be had. So likewise, this same discussion can move on to the big cats, actually. It's the yes. same discussion. Tiger King has become very important we for some reason. We should have a Tiger reason. King episode. You know, if, if weirdly, um, we cannot stand Trump, but if Trump is, like, discussing Tiger King on Father's Day, that if, I don't know if you guys saw it into this, the weirdest thing ever to have ever taken place. They were asking for Tiger King to be pardoned. 
and because Trump's son is a huge fan of Tiger King, evidently. Really strange. <laughs> Whatever, we'll just let that go. But we're watching it, and of course we're both like, well, that's the guy, the sexy guy who has the harem, right, in the Tiger King. So there's three main characters. There's Tiger King, there's Carol Baskins, and then there's the other chap, who I can't Doc. remember his name, Doc something, but he's got this gorgeous harem of girls and they're all dressed like leather clad and stuff and he's doing his tiger shows and I was like that's the guy at the Ren Fair in Colorado because he also has these gorgeous girls dressed in leather. Uh, my dear friend who works for Ren, Ren Fair, she corrected me. She was like, no, that's not actually the same guy but he'd be flattered to know you think it's the same guy but it's not not the same guy whatsoever. You know what I mean? I, so, I thought it was, but you're telling me it's me not. Me too, it's not. Okay. I did the research. Well, no, I didn't. My friend actually informed me to correct me that I was wrong, and that is incorrect. It's not the same guy, even though they kind of have a similar aesthetic. So she said, you know, he takes care of the tigers. It's not quite as evil as the other guy is portrayed to be. He's such a lot nicer. Does he have a harem? Well, okay, I'm not here am I as everyone in Renfair is going to listen to this. I cannot speculate on behalf of those people involved in that, but I will say he has some very beautiful assistants and great costumes. We all, and we also if, you buy, if you buy a plush animal there, and I've done it a couple of times, the money and the proceeds actually go to help the big cats. Oh, we forgot to mention the birds. The birds? What birds? The birds of prey. Oh, the birds of prey, the hawks. Now, I do like that. I'm a big fan of raptors, right? And in fact, to be fair... That is very medieval. Like, if we yeah, if we go falconry. back to Henry VIII, they loved their falconry. They really, really, that was a key part of, you know, Tudor England was yeah. very important. So I, I do, do you like think, that. Do you think they had elephants in the Renaissance? So, okay, so do I think they had elephants roaming around the Renaissance? No, I think it's, you know, it was still a very African thing. Do I think ah, but, occasionally but they had... But but, about but but you know that, that of course uh, Hannibal imported. invaded with with elephants. So you know there were right. Some. Oh, well, and obviously you've probably seen the king and I, mm -hmm. and he had this great idea. And this is for America. He was going to give elephants to like, Abraham Lincoln. I'm going to give elephants to help him with the war. And elephants shall roam in, and that didn't that didn't quite work out. I think it would be great if we had elephants roaming the wild west. It would be gorgeous. And here's the thing: is I do I think elephants are very empathetic creatures you know they're i really amazing. do that that term the elephant never forgets i really think that's they're a amazing and you watch those documentaries thing. on it it's amazing and it's an it is an honor to like see them in person it's very humbling to see them in person but it definitely puts it in perspective as we move forward so yes i feel so. the same way about the, the the renaissance fair people you know it's an honor <laughs> to see them in person i don't know if i feel like it's appropriate for them to be caged up in the fairs and moved from state to state but there's <laughs> some truth to that <laughs> i appreciate seeing them when they come through no it's 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 a gorgeous thing and even our, our local people who participate or who are involved and we've we've known people who are playing princesses you know i'll give a shout out the chap who is an interesting thing the chap who played the sheriff and he had this great sheriff costume. It was actually a very attractive costume. And then he got upgraded. The, the queen that you knew, she became a queen mother. The king retired. And then sheriff became the king. Ah. But it was a very, it's a very Burger King costume. So it's not, uh, in my opinion, the, the sheriff. King? The sheriff, well, it's, that's very American. The sheriff costume is sexier than the Burger King, king really? costume. Is it yeah. because it's leather? No, but also the sheriff costume was different entirely. So I think the king costume is more of the classic idealization of what the British Tudor king should be. 
versus what it could be, and that's a great challenge to some of the tailors out there to maybe modernize yes, it a we, bit. We could have a whole episode on on the, the oh, tutors and, and, and how could. very attractive the guy in the tutors is versus the you, actual. You know who I'll give a big shout out to who is very intelligent in the cast of the Colorado Renfair? Who? Is the, well, actually, two, I've got two shout-outs. One is the historian chap, okay? Oh, yeah. Historian the guy, the chap professor guy. is just, I mean, hit the point where I think I know my shit about British. I mean, I went to school for archaeology, Egyptology, and there I was talking about Lady Jane Grey, the nine-day nine queen that she's famous for, and I got the age wrong, and he corrected me, and I was just like, wow, you're good. Very yeah. good at what he he knows what he's talking about, and then the second person is the, the chess monk. monk. Yes, <laughs> so tell your chess monk story. Ah, uh, so so this this chess monk story is actually pretty great. So we were going to the Renaissance Fair many many years ago. I have a good friend Peter who plays chess, and he's he's actually quite good. He always beats me anyway, and uh, and so he goes and he's and there's like a little kid, like a twelve year old or something like that, and they wear monk robes and they play like you know three four games of chess at the same time. And, and and so the yeah, idea... Yeah, the kid is the amazing. Kid, and, you know, and amazing. So, so anyway, so so my friend loses. And so uh, we, we had this... We, the very first year that we did Brulee, we actually decided that we were Brulee going to have... Brulee's our Burning Man Brulee's camp. our Burning Man camp. That we were going to have uh, a game monk uh, thing where basically you would have one guy and then he would be playing five or, or six different board games. So he'd be like playing Candyland, Shoots and Ladders, you know, Sorry, maybe, you know, and, and all these games all at the same time, you know. Uh, and so that was actually a first year brulee thing that I was going to be bringing back this year because I, I think the concept is brilliant. Do you know, and we're actually, we've run over our time. Again. Which is good, so when you're having a good conversation, you want to talk about it. But you don't, do you know how the absolute winner of a Ren Fair is? Who is the winner of the Ren Fair? Actually, it's just one defining winner. As mm. you're leaving the Ren Fair in Colorado, ah, with his chat, yes, this and is he great. sits there this and he says, Rock. And roll, and he literally is holding up a, a roll, a rock on one side, and, and a, a roll, roll of bread. Yeah. And he lifts one up, very Shakespearean. He says, "Rock," and then he turns the other way. Or roll, rock, right. rock and roll. And then, and then he's got a headband on, which is his rock like band. his rock band. And he's just like every if he's not yeah. there, I feel like I haven't That's had. That's true. That's my a great way to end, your, end yeah, your show. Absolutely. You should end your show with your catchphrase: "Rock, roll." roll. I'm not going to steal his catchphrase. That is not my deal. I'm still looking. I'm still searching. Maybe you should have catchphrase. a. Maybe you should have a a, a poll. A, a poll for yeah. A contest. What we really need is a website first. But you know, but before we get into this, when we finish this up, I would first like to dedicate this episode to the Colorado Renaissance Fair to all the people. We hope to who see you soon. There. We hope to see you soon. And most of all, in honorary, in honor and the memory of Jean-Jacques Lorac. So, without further ado... Huzzah! Huzzah to the tipper!